Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. is set the spring games are over the draft is over free agency is behind us brad football is on the horizon it's like we're literally inching closer and closer we're army crawling to the football season but no worries we are so close it really snuck up on me actually because uh now we're approaching the summer and i mean we're about three and a half short months away honestly i couldn't believe i couldn't believe like thinking about the week before the draft i looked around i go Holy crap, the draft is next week. How about Nashville, though? Breaking the record for draft attendance. That crowd looked amazing. They even stuck it out in the rain. I think it's cool what they're doing with the draft by changing up the city every year. It's yeah. changing up the setting. I mean, it was in the uh, Cowboy Stadium last year. Here it was downtown Nashville. All kinds of things that they can do with it. I'm excited to see what Vegas does with it next year. That's going to be phenomenal. I'm thinking it's got to be Fremont. Somewhere on the strip, outside the Bellagio. No, you couldn't fit all those people onto the Bellagio. And they couldn't shut the strip down. Right. Exactly. So, but that it, it just makes the draft that much more exciting. Yeah, it does. It, it makes it a huge event. But let's uh, let's get into it. Okay. Let's all right. Do this. So uh, that's what today is all about. Let's let, let's recap the draft. Kyler Murray at number one. No surprise. No surprise. I, I'm actually kind of upset that there was no surprise there. I was kind of hoping that the the Cardinals stayed stuck with Josh Rosen or traded their pick. But you know what? Because Kyler went number one, I'm really impressed with the Dolphins. Dolphins got a guy that they can groom. Even if they tank for Tua, even if Rosen sucks, at least they got Rosen for a second-round pick to take a chance. Miami got a top-10 pick quarterback. I yes. mean, from last year, who is still green, still fresh. So, good move for Miami. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty good fit. I think that as far as the Murray pick, I think that that was the only pick that Kingsbury and the Cardinals could have made there at number one. Yes. I mean, if you're going to go into this thing with Kingsbury and, and his philosophy and his offense... you got to have it, his style quarterback. you you got you got to have Murray. Especially the direction that the NFL is going. I've been saying this for months. The The jury was out for me on Kyler Murray, but I'm coming around to the idea that the quarterback position in the NFL is changing gradually. Yes, it is. I know that Murray is the shortest out of all of these you know, new school quarterbacks that, that we've had. He's even shorter than Russell Wilson. Yep. But it's guys like Russell Wilson, speaking of, that started to break that ground of going against the prototypical build of a quarterback and then him showing what he can do in the league. I, I think it's it's starting to change things it's so funny too you think about um arizona under arians in arizona now where you have that quarterback who stands in and takes the hits in the pocket the big big guy right get this little squirrely this really squirrely kyler murray i like what arizona did all together too um there was anybody who really just stood out in the first round to you outside of outside of daniel jones we were all just gonna say daniel jones was second round talent um anybody else that really just stood out to you Staying with the top 10 here, I really liked the Josh Allen pick for the Jaguars at 7. Yes. I think the Jags are just stockpiling talent on their defense right now. I think that was a great pick, and Josh Allen continued to fall. The, the, the Raiders should have picked up Josh should have picked up Josh Allen. Josh Allen has a chance to be not just defensive rookie of the year, but rookie of the year, especially on a—he's playing for a team that's already going to command a lot of attention for the other defensive linemen, so they're not going to be able to double-team him because they have a lot more. they have a lot more problems to worry about. I think that that pick for them was phenomenal. I also think the Ed Oliver pick was great because now Ed Oliver can be utilized in multiple ways. Houston, he was wasted. They wasted his talents. He didn't like the system there. Now he'll go, he'll go to Buffalo, and, and I think he'll shine as well. Bills had a good draft. They're building their front seven. Uh, they're building their offensive line. 
I mean, this time a year ago, we were talking about Ed Oliver as a potential first overall pick. Yeah. So really, I thought really good value for the Bills there. I, now, I think if Hawkinson was there at nine, they would have taken him. I thought that Josh Allen and Hawkinson would have been a great uh, combo, but really like that Oliver pick as well. Uh, the Steelers trading up to grab Devin. That Bush was a great one. And you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting down watching the draft with all the homies, and I'm like, Steelers got to be drafting Devin Bush here, right? They lost Shazier. They need a speed line, a speed linebacker. Why not grab Bush here? A guy with fire, a guy who plays with the intensity that Shazier played with. Great, great move for them. Um, for me, I really think that uh, Tennessee got a steal here with getting uh, Jeffrey Simmons. I know he had the whole legal trouble, little health issues, but that dude is a freaking. A beast. He's a monster. For them, get him at 19. Jeffrey Simmons, if Jeffrey Simmons had a clean background, I think he's easily a top 10 pick. How about Iowa? First team in history to send two tight ends, not just in the first. I mean, there were no uh, two tight ends picked in the first and second rounds together from the same school, but two in the first round. God. That's impressive. So, wait, wait. Who has the better season of the two? Yeah, so, I mean, I think that Hawkinson is more of a complete player. Yeah. So... Maybe not on the stat sheet, but I think Hawkinson will make more of a difference. I think all uh, around. I think Font no Font as a he's more raw. He has a higher ceiling in my opinion, but Hawkinson's ready. He is he is the real deal. Um, wait, I think the top three rookie of the year for offensive players. He was number three um, for betting odds, <laughs> which is baffles me because you know rookie year is going to go to it's either going to go to it's going to go to Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, or a random. Right. Uh, speaking of Josh Jacobs. How to the Raiders, that? what do you think? I think that's a great pick for them. Even better now that was Isaiah Crowell uh, ruptured his Achilles yesterday. So good timing for them. I think that it gives them it, it gives them a player who is versatile. It allows Carr's job to be a little bit easier. Surprised they didn't draft a quarterback, the heir apparent, because I don't think Carr's the answer in the first round. Really weird to me. Um, the Raiders had an interesting draft altogether here. But you know what? If, jo- if, the, if the Raiders did not take Josh Jacobs at 24, there would be no running back taken in the first round. I don't see any of those teams grabbing a running back. Maybe the Patriots? Possibly, but they went with Sony Michelle last year. So. Yeah. Um, how about uh, Haskins to Washington? Wait. Kudos, Haskins. Kudos, Washington. What? They're going to... Well, they have Case Keenum now. Case Keenum's going to play one year. Maybe six games, maybe four games. Because when they realize they have a guy, when the entire fandom realizes they have a guy that can go out there and easily throw four touchdowns in a game, and and you have Case Keenum who threw three picks in a game, one touchdown, fans are going to start demanding Haskins. And I think Haskins, he's going, Haskins could have played for New York, whose offensive line I'd probably give like a C-, minus, or went healthy, a Redskins offensive line who's gotten A- minus at worst. Yeah, I think it's a great fit for him, and I think it's a place where he, I mean he could be starting by by this season. Uh, we already know that Washington has some talent. I mean, the fact though that they didn't even have to trade up to get him to get the guy that they could just sit pat at fifteen. Crazy, because I for sure thought they were drafting trading up to get a court, to draft their guy, and they got their guy. What he he lives like he used to live like twenty seven miles from the practice facility or something. Yeah, originally from D.C. So. Wow. Uh, pretty good pick there for Washington. Um, how about Wait. the? Yeah, go no, ahead. no, go ahead, go ahead. No, uh, I was just gonna say the Giants. I mean, l- let's talk about the elephant in the room: uh, Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence in the first round. Yes, Gettleman, y- you are. You cannot. You cannot afford to say, "Ask me in three years if I'm crazy." You can't afford to do that. 
you have to pick what the people want, at least if it's just one guy. Daniel Jones looked poor against Virginia, Clemson. He looked poor against B-rated schools as well. I get it. Maybe Daniel Jones is going to be the next Peyton Manning. That's not for me to decide. But when your team wins five and six games in a year, you don't reach at the at the fifth pick, the fourth pick, the third pick. Those aren't reach picks. Sam Darnold wasn't a reach pick when the Jets drafted him. Well, they, could, they could have grabbed anybody. They could have grabbed Josh Allen. I think that would have been a reach for them. But this pick was – I think Dexter Lawrence is fair. That's okay. Right. It's hard to argue with that one. Daniel Jones? Especially considering that I felt like the Giants had such a great draft last year. I love that they made the move. I mean, you know how high I was on Barkley. Yeah. Uh, that they went out and, and got him and pulled the trigger. They shored up the offensive line. I feel I felt like they were putting themselves in a position. I know they traded away OBJ, but looking for a culture change there. But you basically announced Daniel Jones as the heir apparent to two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Eli Manning. Yeah. The fan base is not going to be happy about it. Not at all. The fans were like... And, and, you know, I, I actually did a lot of research before the draft, and I saw that they were going to take him uh, the week before. And I and I, I was just trolling uh, one of my buddies, Derek. I was trolling him. I was like, dude, look at this. The Giants are going to take Daniel Jones. He's like, no way. We're taking Haskins. I was like, dude, Gettleman has his mindset, and they did it. I hope it pays off. That's all I could say. Uh, an- another team that I really liked that was making moves, uh, going back to last season as well, the Ravens. Marquise Stocking Hollywood up Brown. on this talent. They're going to be the Lamar fastest Jackson? team out. Yeah, I mean, at least they have a clear... St- uh, I, I can respect organizations yes. that have a clear strategy and a clear philosophy moving forward yep. and stick to it. And the Ravens are doing just that. They're going to be quick. They're going to be scary fast. Um, So... I mean, it, 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 that's similar with the Cardinals. You know, they, yep. they, they, they're, they're going to have a philosophy. They're sticking to it. Uh, there are teams like the Bengals, who I don't really know what they're doing right now. I thought Jonah Williams was a great pick in the first round, probably the safest pick in the entire first round, yep. honestly. Uh, but but after that, it was just it felt like a lot of like flailing their arms yeah. around. Like I'll look, we're talking about them later. Yeah. So all right, that that brings us into our next segment, Miles. Let's go. We're gonna go do it the best and the worst draft. I'm, we're doing overall as a team, if that's fair for you. Sure. So I'm gonna start with my uh, my best. This one I I I juggled around quite a bit. Because uh, I really liked what the Ravens did. I, I I really liked what the Seahawks did. Quietly, the Seahawks did. I know they made a couple moves, and I really liked what the Patriots did. But when it came down to it, I had to look at which team is, is positioning themselves for the long term and taking what they are given. And I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Grabbing Noah Font at, at 20 was great. But what makes that even better is sticking back and getting Drew Locke, a guy who can sit behind Flacco for one year and learn. But... That, that's not even. That's not even. That, that's not even it, right? I went to the um, the East West Shrine game and I saw Justin Hollins, and dude is a freak. He's a beast. But you know what? Everyone's saying his knock on him was he just needs a little bit of time, a little more maturity. If he could play another year in college, these guys got a bunch of players. Don't think that the the Broncos are gonna be competitive next year. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is in three years, watch out for the Broncos because they're gonna have another low pick, another great draft position. They're probably be middle of the pack. And they're just going to keep building. They did really, really well. Well, this segment worked out perfectly because I can't argue with that. I think the Broncos did have the best draft for the long term. I'm going to go on the flip side and go with the team that had the best draft for the short term, the Patriots. The Patriots draft was phenomenal. Hands down. And this pick doesn't rock the boat here, but it's hard to argue with what the Patriots did two years in a row, by the way. They're just all in win-now mode. I mean, they're at the end of the first round every single year. Yep. 
they don't know how much time they have left with Brady. So get him weapons now. But not to mention guys like Chase Winovic, Jawan Williams, Damian that, Harris. That Chase Winovic for the pick was crazy. They're gonna have a double-headed monster. Sony Michelle, Damian, Damian Harris. Oh my god. So exciting. And then and Kill Harry gives Brady. Oh my god. A possible number one receiver right now. And you know, you know, the only knock they had on him was he wasn't a great route runner. That's why you give him give him a guy like Brady, exactly, who throws you open, right? So, Patriots. I mean, they know what they're doing. They they know what they're doing. They haven't man. figured it out. At the end of the draft, they probably get the steal every year. Yeah, every year. Uh, let's go at worst. You start yours. Okay, so if it's okay, I have two. That's fair. I have number one. I'm going with my Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. I and this is not a homer pick on the on the wrong side. They really did not have a good draft because let's say that Jonah Williams doesn't work out, yeah. which is highly unlikely. But if that pick doesn't work out, their draft looks awful. No idea what they're doing with Drew Sample in the second round. Not saying that he's not a good player, but big reach there. I feel like out of all the players they selected, no potential starters that they can start week one for yeah. us next year. And no idea what they're doing with Ryan Finley. A completely <laughs> that was weird. quarterback. That was really in the fourth weird. Round. You've got Driscoll, who proved to be at least a serviceable backup quarterback. Yeah. What scares me about what the Bengals have done and why I have them as my worst draft is because they're basically telling the fan base that either Andy Dalton is their uh, plan moving forward or they're going to get two next year. Yep. I don't know which one it is. They're going to suck. That's what that, that's what it looks like to me. And they're not going to be competitive. Yeah. And not in this division. The Browns, I mean, look at what they're doing. Their draft was Projected great. to win 9, 10 games. Yep. The Ravens look really good. The Steelers are always talented. The Bengals may be lucky to win four games next year. Yeah. It's going to be a rough game. So you're going to give me your second or you want to hear mine? Uh, so just real quick, I had the Giants as one of the worst as well. They did pretty terrible. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny that you picked the Bengals as your worst draft because I picked, I picked the Tampa Bay Bucks mm. as my worst draft. And I like it. Okay. I have the very similar philosophy as you. The first two picks were probably phenomenal. Picking up Devin White, sticking to the script and getting our guy for our first round pick, then sticking to the script again and getting getting our starter I knew it was between I knew it was between a leadership guy or greedy, which okay, I'm okay with getting Sean Bunting. The dude let up zero touchdowns in the entire season, and he, and and greedy had a little bit of a dis- disciplinary po- problem. So Todd Bowles didn't quite want that. But after that, you pick up Jamel Dean, a guy coming off a knee, three ACL injuries. Weird. Anthony Nelson will be an okay pick, but then did we not learn already? Have we not learned? When we picked up Roberto Aguayo, you don't draft kickers. You sign them. But we drafted probably one of the best kickers to come out in probably the last four years in Matt Gay, which helps me feel a little bit better, but it's going to be another bust. Okay, and then we picked up we picked up Scott Miller from Bowling Green. <sighs> what, what, what was the point? What was the point? The second you got rid of Adam Humphreys and you said your slot guy – is going to be uh, Chris Godwin. Why would you get a guy, an Adam Humphreys kind of player, to groom him for that slot guy? If you, if you, 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 you're not sticking to the plan there. Like stick to your plan. Get a two. Get a number two receiver. That stuff just baffles me. Um, like the reaches. I really, really did like that Mike Edwards pick. We got him like the fourth, the third. Um, we got him in the fourth. He was a third, second, third round talent that we got in the fourth, which was really good. But outside of those three picks, I was just kind of like scratching my head like, what are we doing? 
I was so confused. I think we could even picked up uh, Deontay Thompson in that Mike Edwards pick, too. It's safe to say that both hometown teams in the NFL for What's the Spread podcast are uh, going to be on the struggle bus next year. Yep. And six games? I, I think we could win six. Difficult drafts. Uh, there other teams that are much more excited for next season than uh, than Bengals and Buccaneers fans. All right, let's, uh, let's go with most improved. I have two. Um, my first one is going to be the Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins. They, my God. Dwayne Haskins, Montez Sweat, day, those are day one starters. Ross, oh my God, I, I'm a Bama fan. I suck at pronouncing his name. Ross, pure, pure, whatever, from Bama, the center from Bama. He is a developmental player, right? Cole Holcomb, developmental player who could be really good. Jimmy Moreland from James Madison could be really good. I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too sold on the Bryce Love pick. Um, but guess what? He can be really good. They just sat back and did everything they needed to do. They sat back, took what came to them. Didn't I don't think they reached for a single player here. They got two steals in the first round. Bryce Love has uh, first-round talent potential. Yeah, just coming uh, off absolutely. that knee. And, and that was an uh, insurance pick in case Geis doesn't come back fully healthy. Think, but. Well, that's, three, that's three players that fell to them. That's amazing. In the first two rounds. God, Lee. And then the Skins needed it in a very competitive NFC East. Uh, my most improved team, uh, really just for two players alone, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Darnell Savage and Rashawn Gary, I think, are two potential superstars in the making on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm already high on Green Bay just because I'm so, you know, just because of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they were my Super Bowl pick last year. And I think that deciding to shore up the defense was the right move. Yeah, Rodgers, whatever you give him to work with, he can work with. As long as he's healthy and he's there, he's fine. Got to improve on the defensive side of the ball, and I thought they did that with two incredible players. Additionally, I just wanted to say, I honestly thought that, exclude the Patriots because I have them as my best draft, I think the entire AFC East deserves a most improved award. Yes, can we get right a round now, of applause for right, them? Holy crap. I mean, Jets, Bills, Dolphins... Right now, they are all setting up for the end of the Tom Brady era. Yep. They know that they're not going to win the division. Their chips. Yeah. They know that as long as Brady is there, it's not happening. But they can smell the end. They are drafting really they well. They know they're like two or three years away that they can finally have a chance to win the division and be competitive. So, I mean, we, we already talked about Buffalo, but I thought that the Quinn and Williams pick for the Jets was a home run. Home run. They didn't um, mess that up. Yeah. Already improved with... Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I think Sam Darnold's going to be really good. And then, of course, Miami with Josh Rosen, Christian Wilkins. Oh, my God. I think that they're, right, they're, they're doing a good job. I would have to I would have to be amiss if I, if I didn't mention this as my other uh, improved team is the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, Arizona had three areas that they really, really had to address to get better in. Well, okay, we'll do four. Um, because offensive line, they didn't do a great job addressing that. But they really needed secondary help. They need someone outside of Patrick Peterson to help them. They needed safety help. And they needed quarterback help. They pick up Kyler. Get Byron Murphy. First round in the, in the first draft in the second round. Hakeem Butler was really good to get for Kyler. I don't think Christian I don't think Christian Kirk is gonna be the 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 favorite like um like he was with Rosen. Uh, but then they steal Deontay Thompson, who has a chance to be a day one starter. Well, I was, I couldn't believe he dropped that low. 
And you know I why? Think he does have the potential to be a day one he, starter. The, the, the draft, sometimes with the combine, it, it, it's your best friend and your worst enemy. He goes to the, get his medical thing, and he has degenerative knee disease. Bro, that's, that stuff affects 45-year-olds, not 22-year-old stud freak athletes. So that's a great one right there. I really like the Caleb Wilson pick late because who really cares about the last pick of the draft? But it's a tight end who, who who's a solid player. Uh, he, he might go down to the practice squad for a little bit, but it's the last pick of the draft, and you do you you, you draft someone who who you can groom for for the future. Can Arizona be competitive this year? I mean, I think so. I think so too because I think that I honestly think that in today's NFL, I think that Kyler Murray is. As if he stays healthy, who's going to stop him? I, I just don't see. So, you know, Arizona's big problem last year was their offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't really address it. I think they drafted two offensive linemen. I can't off the top of my head, but two offensive linemen. But their big problem was also Rosen was not mobile at all. Yeah. You're not going to sit back and, and, and get pressure on Kyler all day. Let Kyler be Kyler as well. Yes. Don't force him to be a pocket passer. Yeah, I think let that him do if this thing. is going to work. You've just got to roll the dice on on the health issue. Yep. Like he can learn how to protect himself. R- Russell Wilson has done it. Yep. Baker Mayfield said healthy last year. And Kyler's very good at sliding and right. getting out of out of trouble. He, he knows, doesn't take hits smart. often. He yeah. knows he has a career ahead of him. He knows he picked the NFL over baseball. Yep. Um, and we haven't even mentioned David Johnson. How excited do you think that guy is? Oh, he's like, thank. Are God. you kidding me? Now, <laughs> now they're not just going to load the box oh, on him. Oh my gosh! So that has the ability to be a very explosive offense. Yes, it does. And. I've said this about Kingsbury. I know that uh, those around the league uh, were scratching their heads about the hire. This guy is an offensive genius. Yep. The only reason he didn't work out at Tech is because he didn't want to recruit. Yeah. He wants to spend time in the film room putting together offensive schemes. Yep. This guy knows what he's doing. He's a football it's guy. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, so I like the hire. I like having Larry Fitzgerald in your keeper league for for, for way cheap. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, how about having Fitz for another year? Thank I God. Mean, he needs that you need, you need that leadership. Leadership for too. sure. Yeah. You're gonna have, so that gonna have helps. three young receivers there. Miles, final thoughts on this draft. I have a couple. I want to hear what you have. Okay, so I wanna come back to the quarterback position again. Yes. Because just overall, based on uh last year and this year, I think that we potentially have a really good crop. How about the last three drafts? Okay. Because I wanna include Mahomes in that. I think we finally have our crop yes. of the next wave of quarterbacks. Yep. With Wentz and Goff, Mahomes, uh, possibly Allen, Darnold, possibly Rosen, yep. Murray, I'm hoping Haskins. I th- so that really has the stood new out. waves here. What's that? The yeah, new I think the new waves here. here because it really we were in, we were in an era where everyone's careers were, were kind of petering off and yep. ending. I feel like Peyton was the first one. Um, you got. Big Ben just signed another contract extension, but but I'm talking like three. We're, we're three, three or four, four years, years away, yeah, yeah, absolutely, from all these guys being out of the league, and now this new crop of quarterbacks in. So seeing that, and then not to mention Tua and Trevor Lawrence, yep, kind of being the next two. I feel like to come in, and maybe even Herbert. I don't know, but that really stands out to me. And also Kyler Murray, kind of breaking the mold, yeah, uh, for these quarterbacks in this league, the NFL in general. It's like I was talking about after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Where I said the Eagles just proved that you can win a Super Bowl without a superstar quarterback, yep. and that, and to me that was groundbreaking. And then how exciting was it that the Patriots come back and say, "Well, Brady can still get it done. Yep. The superstar can get it done." Um, so I guess my point there is is that that really stands out to me is that every year it seems like everyone has their own philosophies. Yeah, in this absolutely. League. And if you stick to it, 
and you don't waver from it and you build around it, then that's what breeds success. And I think that's what teams are doing. Build from the inside out and also make sure that you have somebody to build around. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for my final thoughts here, Miles, I'm going to go more very, very draft specific. My first statement, defense wins championships. That's what they're saying from this draft. The amount of defensive players drafted in this draft was phenomenal. Another superstars. Superstars. Yeah. Another statement, and this is just me being a Bama fan, and uh, when you have a chance to to agree with the best coach to ever live, you have to agree with them, especially when they're an example as clear as day as this draft. Saban went out and said, sometimes going back to college is the best thing you could do. And he was talking about his team. He, that was a recruiting play for him. But then you look at the players who who went undrafted. Tyree Jackson, stud. I think that he should have been drafted in the second round. Weird. He could have came back. Little Jordan Humphreys could have came back. Yep. Elijah Holyfield could have came back. Ouch. Mac Wilson could have came back. These are players that should have went back to school. Weird they went undrafted. I was surprised all of them went undrafted, but they should have went back to school. Mike Weber for Ohio State, he was drafted, but in the seventh round. Seventh round. And he could have come back. It's just, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why do that? I think Damian Harris is a fifth-round talent if he comes out last year. He came back for another year, and it wasn't that he had a better season. Right. He just showed he was a leader. Right. Teams like that. Yeah. I actually think, uh, going off on a tangent a little bit, I think that actually is a really good point. Um, how about, uh, who, who was it? Um, Jalen Hurd? The yeah. One that he, uh, we talked about him in our offseason, remember? Yep. In the offseason picks. Uh, it was one of your guys, I believe. Yep. He said he was a player to watch for Baylor. So that was pretty cool because that was a precedent of, okay, I'm not going to be a running back. I'm moving to receiver. And he gets drafted. And he got drafted, yes. Good for him. Good, Really good for him. Where is he at? 49ers. He's playing for San yeah. Francisco. So... Good point. I have one final thought. Yeah. And I don't normally do this, but I need to just ask you your opinion because this is not my thoughts, guys. I didn't even think about this. I saw this on Twitter. Someone on Twitter wrote, in in, in, in this instant that this happened, it started getting mad likes and retweets. They said, imagine being Gettleman and thinking Daniel Jones is that much better of a of a prospect than Haskins, all because of the color of his skin. Yeah, I saw that uh, Chris Carter came out and made a comment about that as well. A couple I, people did, I believe. Yeah, um, which I thought was an interesting topic to bring up, uh, especially coming from New York, who's had Eli for so long. Yep. Um, as far as the issue, I mean, at the end of the day, you play it out on the field. You saw how salty Haskins was. Oh, he was when they passed on him. I, I love it for him though because he's gonna come up with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I, I couldn't really wrap my head around it because before I heard that statement, I didn't think that at all. I just thought they were just in love with Daniel Jones. But then after I heard that statement, I was like, that kind of makes sense. Like you have two pocket passers. Why not go with the prettier face for your franchise? Which, which, which. I don't run the franchise, and at the end of the day, it's a business, so right to each their own, but I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, seeing as how this is a business, yeah. that's why it would not surprise me if that factored into this into the decision, yeah. consciously or unconsciously. I mean, we know that in today's landscape, you know, it is still a very prevalent issue. Yeah. It's, it's still, it still surrounds a lot of big 
decisions and we find it in our day to day. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, I'm not going to dismiss it. I won't dismiss it either. We're gonna we're gonna table this one for the next three years to and see, see who, who the better out. quarterback is. Because if Gettleman is not crazy and we're and Haskins a bust, which I don't think is gonna happen, but if if if, if what if what if four years from now, five years from now, uh, Russell Wilson, I don't think he's gonna be good for five years. Uh, I probably give him three, where he's at the top of his game, just because of style he plays. Uh, Brady will be gone. Um, ben will be gone. Ben will be gone. Breeze will be Breeze gone. Will be gone. Ryan will be towards into his career. Rivers might be Rivers definitely be career. gone. I think so too. What if it's Daniel Jones and Haskins are the two guys we're talking about? They're the they're the Brady and Paytons that we're talking about. They're the Breeze and, and Brady's we're talking about. Be interesting, especially considering the fact that casual football fans didn't even know who Daniel Jones no, they was didn't. before the draft. That's crazy. That, or or that's like uh <laughs> the Falcons drafting the offensive lineman and they they literally put them on camera with a fan reaction and the fans are like looking around like and then Ooh. they just cheer just because yeah. they're on camera. It's like, okay. That was a great one. Great. So are we going to do this pull from the hat to see what we're talking about next week? Yeah. So here's what's going down, Brad. I've done the math. Okay. We are 16 weeks away from Miami Uh-oh. and Florida doing battle in the Citrus Bowl. Oh, my God. I don't know if you saw this because I didn't see it until today. I didn't notice that Miami and Florida are playing in week zero. This really? Year. Yeah. So they are playing Saturday August 24th. Oh my God. I got to go. Saturday night in the Citrus Bowl. We got to get our tickets right now. Yes. So we actually have a big game. How exciting is that? Week Week zero. zero. Oh, that is great. Big clash. And right here in our backyard. So uh, that just got me excited. I'm like, okay, hold on. We got to start talking about football. Yes, absolutely. Because like I said in the beginning of the show, the table is set. Everything is good to go. Mini camps are going to be opening up before we know it. Yep. It's time to talk. So what we're going to do is, I've got a hat over here with 14 note cards in it, yep. all right? And that includes the eight divisions for the NFL, okay. the five power conferences for college, and then I threw the group of five in there as well. Tight. Got to give a little love to the group of five, so yes. we'll give them their own episode. And every week, we're going to pull one of these guys out of the hat, and that's what we're going to talk about the following week. Okay. That way, it keeps us on our toes, Yep. and it makes sure we talk about each one in their own episode. And then that culminates into back-to-back weeks we'll, where we'll do our picks for college one week and we'll do our picks for the NFL the next. Tight. So, without further ado, I, I feel like it was just yesterday that we were starting our summer of football. What was that, 2018? I think there's a tear coming out of my yeah, eyes. I'm so excited. And this just gets us closer. Oh, my God. So we're it'll just get us more hype. So close. I mean, we're actually going to start looking at games for next year. We're going to be looking at games. Schedules. Full rosters. Rosters. Environments. Oh, my God. All right, so where are we starting? Let's see. We are starting with the ACC. Oh, great. All right, we're coming the out of the gate champions. Hot. Wow, we are coming out real hot. So next week we'll be talking about the ACC and who's going to take it, what we think. We're going to rank them. We're going to break it down divisions, guys. We appreciate you for listening to this podcast, What's the Spread. Please be sure to download our podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or however you get your podcasts.